Hello everybody, this is Pastor Mark Zapolita with Impact Church San Diego and I am so excited that you are here joining us today. If you're a first time listener to the podcast or you've been here before and would like to support our ministry and keep this podcast going, you can go to our Facebook page at Impact Church San Diego, click the learn more button and you can donate there or you can text any amount to 84321 and follow the prompts. I hope this message inspires you, motivates you and renews your faith. God bless you. to give. It's as easy as sending a text. If you feel the need in your heart today to give an offering into this ministry so that we can help grow and expand God's kingdom, here's one way you can do that. Text your dollar amount to 84321. And if it's your first time using this, it'll send you a link to set up your card information. Anytime you decide to text after that, it'll go directly through. If you would like to hear more from Pastor Mark, our podcast is updated weekly with his new preachings on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. Search up Impact Church San Diego and subscribe to our channel to be up to date. And lastly, don't forget to follow us on social media. Our Instagram and Facebook page are constantly being updated with important information, new sermon series, and motivational words to get you through your day. Welcome back from my living room to your living room. Uh, you know, I just want to give a shout out to everybody who's joining us today. Uh, if you're out there, if you're one of them, give yourself a hand praise. Give yourself a pat in the back. Turn to your neighbor. Give him a high five. Say, hey, thank you. Welcome, into, welcome to my kitchen. Welcome to my living room, wherever you're at watching. God bless you. And I, and, uh, I hope to see you soon. Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll reopen or we'll get together soon. I just, uh, I just want to say with that, there's a lot of churches now that are coming together and they're coming inside their own buildings. They're coming together to worship together, to sing together. And that's what the Bible wants us to do. Wants to fellowship. The, the Bible consistently says that we need to come together uh, to, to fellowship together, to pray for one another. And we should do it in a community of, of believers and, and, uh, and, 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 and in fellowship, praise God. And a lot of churches are doing that and coming together. Uh, right now, you know, for those churches who have buildings, God God bless them. I hope they flourish. I hope they, you know, I hope good things happen, and I hope they're blessed today as they're coming together. Uh, for, for those who are renting and can't quite go to their to their home churches right now or their places of, of worship or their buildings where they do come, you know what? You are more than welcome to continue to come into my living room every single week at 1030. And uh, also another thing, too, I just want to say that a couple of days ago, uh, we celebrated, uh, well, we didn't really celebrate, we remembered. Uh, what happened 19 years ago, uh, tragedy in 2001, uh, uh, September 11th, and uh, it, it's always a sorrowful day uh, to to remember that, and uh, and a lot of posts saying, you know, we'll never forget, um, but as we look around and we see it on the news and everything that's going on, it seems like we kind of did forget, because after 9-11, we all came together, the House, the Senate, it left, right, they came together singing God Bless America, and I truly believe that we need to continue to sing God Bless America, and to put God first in America, so that America can flourish, praise God, the Bible says that blessed is the land whose, uh, whose God is the Lord, and if we forget that, woe is the land that forgets whose God is the Lord. Our God is the one, the creator of all things, the one who spoke existence. And just, just by speaking it, praise God, created everything just by saying it. And uh, if we ever forget 
that God, the creator of all things, is the Lord of this place, the Lord of the land, Lord of this world, Lord of the universe, praise God, then woe unto us who forget who he is, praise God. Uh, and also, you know, another milestone in 9-11, and this is the reason why I will never forget my wife's birthday because her birthday is also on 9-11. So it's a blessing and a tragedy at the same time. But, uh, you know, she turned 25 again. And I just want to wish her another happy birthday. God bless you, babe. Uh, happy birthday once again. Uh, as we get into, uh, as we get into uh, uh, the Word of God, um, I want you to turn your Bibles over to Isaiah 43. There's a couple of scriptures, but I just want to focus on one for right now. Uh, and then we'll get, in, uh, we'll get started. So Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18. It's on the screen and it reads like this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. With that said, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. and We're going we're gonna to get into the word. So right where you're at, bow your heads, close your eyes. Heavenly Father. We come before your presence once again to thank you, God, for allowing us, Lord Jesus, via live stream to, to preach the word, to, to preach the gospel, and, and to enlighten those that are, are, are willing to, to hear, God, and willing to watch as well, Lord Jesus. I ask, God, that your spirit continue to move, to enlighten, to flow, and to manifest, God, within our hearts, in our lives, and in our homes, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're about to reveal to us today, God. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen, amen. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 43, it says, forget about the former things and do not dwell on the past. A lot of us kind of dwell on the past and we, we, uh, we kind of figure uh, what our future is going to be by how our past was but the Bible tells us to forget about these things. Don't, don't hold on to the things. Don't remember these things. Let go of these things that we need to, that we need to, uh, that we need to, to get rid of the things that are, 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 are pushing us down, are holding us back, that we need to let go of certain things in order to go towards the future, praise God. And it says don't dwell on these things, the Bible tells us, because the more that you dwell on these things, once you get it in here, then you start to, it gets into your psyche and you start to think, wait a minute, you know, it becomes a reality. Your past becomes your reality, which pushes you to the future, which God does not want you to be in because you are too busy dwelling on what you did or what has happened in the past that kind of defines your future. Your past doesn't define your future, praise God. Your past doesn't depict what your future or what you're going to do or what job you're going to have or where you're going to go or what relationship you're going to have, praise God. Your past does not define who you are and your past does not define what your future is going to be. The Bible says, forget the former things. What does that mean? A lot of us kind of like grew up in, in, in certain things that happens in our lives that, uh, you know, that, that, that something tragic happened in our lives. It could have been a divorce. It could have been a death in the family. It could have been, you know, something tragic. It could have been a heartbreak. It could have been a loss of a, you know, a, a, a loss of a job, a loss of a loved one. It could have been a traumatic accident or something that happened to you, praise God, personally. And, uh, you know, yes, we, you know, we need to recall these things, but 
we need to deal with these things, praise God. And it's kind of hard to deal with these things in our own strength. It's hard to deal with these things in, in our own power, praise God, because once we start to dwell and start to think on these things, we elevate those things to an unhealthy level that bring us down into depression, praise God. And, it, and, and, and next thing you know, our, our future steps, praise God, are defined by our past steps or what we did or what happened to us, praise God. The Bible says that we need to forget the former things. We need to recall them. We need to know what happened to them, but let's not dwell on them. In other words, the Bible is literally telling us to forget what happened. What happened to you? What are you holding on to? What, do you, what, what is in your mind? What is in your core memory <laughs> that is not allowing you to push forward or to move forward? Praise God. The Bible also tells us do not dwell on the past. It's, you know, not only to forget, but to dwell on it. A lot, a lot of us try to think, you know, hey, what, whatever happened to me? Why, why am I going through life right now the way it's going? What happened? And then we start to think, well, this happened to me, then that happened to me. Then, uh, and then you, you reach a state of depression. Goes, oh, my God, this is where it all started. And no wonder I'm the way I am because of this. No wonder I'm acting the way I am because of this. No wonder things are happening to me right now. It's because of this. That's a lie from the enemy, praise God. The enemy tries to bring back your past to destroy your future. The enemy tries to, tries to recall the things that you once done before you met Christ, even while you met Christ, or you were in a relationship with Christ and you failed, you sinned, you did something horrible, praise God. The enemy always trying to recall that back in order to destroy your future. Say, you're not good enough. You can't do this. You can't worship God. You can't go to church because of what you did. God doesn't look at what you did. He looks at you for who you are and what his son did, praise God. His son's the one that died on the cross. He bled on the cross for us. He died on the cross for us, praise God. And he was buried, praise God. But on the third day, he rose again to give us victory, praise God. We are the righteousness of Christ. The Bible says that we are the righteousness of Christ, praise God. Not for what we can do, not for what we did, praise God, but what for what he has done. So forget about what what happened to you forget about the things praise god that you think that define you forget about your past don't recall those things and do not dwell on the past because you're not defined by your past you are you are supposed to be launched off into the future with christ above you hallelujah now we also see in isaiah chapter 43 the following verse and this is the reason why we need to forget the former things. And this is the reason why we need not to dwell on the past. In Isaiah 43, chapter 43, verse 19, reads like this. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? See, I am doing something new. And in order for me to do something new, I need you to do something. See, God is telling us that he has plans. I have plans for you, says the Lord. I am doing a new thing. See, I am doing a new thing, but in order for God to do a new thing, he's asking us to do something. And that something is stop defining yourself by your past. Stop recalling what happened to you in the past. Do not dwell on these things because in order for you to be pushed toward the future, towards the new thing, I need you to forget about the old things because once you start recalling the old things, you turn around. 
Once you try to step away from once you once were, the enemy calls you back. You can't go forward. Look what you did. You can't go for it. You're, you're worthless. You can't do it. You're ugly. You're, you're not socially in tune, praise God. You can't do these things because look at you. How many times have, have we been put down and let down and teased on and finger pointed and saying, I, I can't believe that you're in this position because of what you did. I can't believe you're going to be try, even doing this. But what I, you, know, you used to do back in high school, back when you were a kid, back when you were in sin, praise God, back when you were doing things. I can't believe that you're preaching right now when you, you know, what you did in high school. I was a horrible kid in high school. I used to do bad things. I learned from what I have done. And sometimes the things that we go through, we need to grow through. Some people go through things. But as children of God, we don't just go through things, we grow through things. And if you don't grow through things, you haven't learned anything. You're continually to dwell in the past. You have to grow through things as you go through things. Praise God. So as you're going through things, as you're, as you're seeing that God is performing a new thing, he's asking us, do not dwell on the past. Do not turn around and look at the former things. Do not turn around and look at your past. Do not turn around and recall what happened to you years before or recall what you did years before. Praise God. You know, there's a story in the Bible about a woman who turned into a pillar of salt. Sodom and Gomorrah, God told him that Sodom and Gomorrah was the epitome of Basically, it was a, a brothel, basically. There was a lot of sin going on. There was a lot of homosexuality. There was a lot of, you know, things going on that was detestable in the sight of God. But there was a family there that God, that, that, that God saw and that they were good. Lot, his family, his daughters, his wife. They weren't, they weren't playing around with the things in that city. And so God says, hey, listen, he sent down messengers. I'm gonna, God says he's going to destroy the city. I need you to get out. I need you to go. I need you to get out because God is going to do something here and he doesn't want you to be a part of it. So he told him to run up to the hills, but he also told him, don't look back. Don't look back for what I'm going to do here. He didn't tell him that, hey, if you look back, you're going to turn into a pillar of salt. No, he just said, don't look back. Don't turn around. And God doesn't want us to, when he's doing a new thing, he doesn't want us to look at the old things. Praise God. When God is building and creating a new thing in our life, he doesn't want us to recall the old things in our life. When God is doing a new thing, we need to forget the former and go towards a new thing. Because as Lot, his, his daughters and his wife were running up the mountain, there was a lot of chaos going on behind them. God said, don't look back but for some reason lot's wife decided you know what i gotta see what's going on I, that's where i used to live i hear a lot of things going back in there so what she do she turned towards the old things god said you don't look back she turned toward the former things she started to dwell on the past because what's behind her was the past what's behind us is the past praise god and as she turned around god punished her turned her into a pillar of salt and there's picture. If you look it up, there's there's a picture of a pillar of something. It looks like rock by now. Praise God. They said this is Lot's wife. You know, it's just it's just a big. She's just a big salt pillar right there. Now it looks like a, a stone pillar. Praise God, because it happened so many years ago. She turned back to her former life. She started to dwell on the past. She turned back to what was and not looking to what God was doing. God was trying to save them. 
And she turned back towards the former. You know, we see it in the book of Ephesians when it talks about the full armor of God. It talks about the breastplate, the righteousness, the, 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 the belt, of right, you know, the belt, the shoes, the helmet, everything, the sword and, and, and the shield of faith. And everything protects, in a sense, the front, but it, never, it doesn't say the backplate of righteousness. It, it never said anything of back or anything. Why? Because this is a forward march. When God tells you you need to march forward, you need to move forward, you need to move forward, praise God. There is no running away. Because once you run away, you leave yourself exposed to the things of the past. You leave yourself exposed to the enemy who's always attacking you, praise God. We need to let go of the past, of things that used to hinder us and bother us. Letting go to things that weren't meant to be. Some of us hold on to things that not necessarily God wanted us to hold on to and to begin with. If it wasn't meant to be, God, you know, but yet we tend to hold on to the past. We tend to hold on to things. We tend to hold on to relationships that are, that are horrible, that are bad relationships, that are toxic relationships friendships that are toxic, uh, 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 relationships that are toxic, and sometimes holding on to the relationships can do more harm than good, praise God. Sometimes the, the person that you may be with right now may be causing you more harm than good. The person that you're with right now may be causing you more heartbreak than, than if, 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 if you would have just let them go. Sometimes we need to let go of things and trust God that he is creating a new thing and trust God that he is doing something new in our lives. When we let go of things and trust God, we have to realize, wait a minute, if letting go of this is going to make my life better, or if letting go of this is going to, you know, make uh, my future better, praise God. But if you trust God in letting go, he will bless you beyond imagine, praise God. There's a story, um, and I heard years ago, it was about a mountain climber, and he was scaling up a mountain. He had his ropes, he had his clips, he, he was scaling, you know, he had the chalk on his fingers, and he's climbing the mountain. And he, while climbing up the mountain, he lost his grip. Now, he was so high that the clouds were kind of like, you know, he was, you know, in, in, in the cloudy areas that he couldn't really see down where he was at, you know, or he, where he was going. So he got, a, you know, slightly nervous. He got a little scared of what he was trying to do or where he was going. But he lost his footing. He lost his grip. And then he fell down. But thank God that he had the ropes. He had the ropes to hold him up, so he did not hit the ground. He did not crash all the way to the bottom, praise God. His clips and his safety harness and the rope that he had didn't make him fall. But yet, he was in a place of uncertainty. He was hanging on a rope, praise God, and he didn't know what to do. He cried out to God, God, help me, save me, send somebody to save me. I can't see where I'm at. I can't see down. I can't see up. It's really cloudy. It's really foggy. I can't see. God, help me. What do you want me to do? God said, let go. God, the guy said, are you crazy? <laughs> if I let go, I am going to fall to my death. God said, let go of the former things. I can't let go. This is the only thing that's saving my life right now. God said, let go. Just trust me. Well, would you let go? If God told you to let go, would you let go of that rope? Would you let go? 
knowing that in your knowing that in your in, in, in your mind thinking if I let go I'm going to die knowing that this is the life this is the lifeline that's keeping me alive keeping me from death if God said let go would you let go the Bible says that we need to forget the former things and do not dwell on the past but this was a lifeline this was the rope so he stayed there he hung there he he did not put his trust in the words of God to let go. So as he stayed up there, he's hung up there, he starved, he died. Several days later, there was a rescue crew, rescue crew going to find us because they knew there was somebody climbing that mountain. And as they went there, the clouds and the fog had covered up there. They found a man hanging from a rope three feet above the ground. Sometimes we need to just trust God. If he would have let go, he would have fell three feet and he would have survived. But because he held on to the very thing that he thought he needed to hang on to, he died. And sometimes we hold on to things that we think that we need to hold on to because we know, we think we know that this is my lifeline. We think we know is that I can't let go. I can't leave this person. I can't leave this job. I can't leave this place. This is all I know. This is my lifeline. This is, this is what's keeping me alive. This is all I know. I can't let go of this. But sometimes holding on does more damage than letting go. There is more pain on holding on to things than just letting go. Sometimes you just need to let go and let God. Like that famous saying, let go and let God. We need to let go of the former thing and let God control our future. We need to let go and stop dwelling on our past and let God create a new thing. In the scripture here, Isaiah 43, verse 19, he goes, see, he's telling, he's telling, see, I am doing a new thing. If you let go of these things, I'm going to do something new. Now it springs up. It's, it doesn't say it's going to spring up. It doesn't say that someday it might spring, spring up or it sprung up. No. See, now in your life, now it's springing up. And it says, do you not perceive it? Do you see it? Do you see it? The new thing that's springing up right now. Do you see what I'm doing in your life? So let go of these things. Stop blaming yourself. Stop blaming your, your, your shortcomings on this, on this situation that happened to you. Stop blaming things on what happened, praise God, and start seeing things that God is doing right now. The mountain climber couldn't see what God was doing. What he was trying to say because he held on to something that he thought he really needed to hold on to, praise God. And we, def and, 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 and we define ourselves on what had happened in our past, which brings forward to our future right now. Well, I'm this way because of this. I was born this way. I was like this for a long time, so this is how it is. It might be how it is, but it doesn't make it, it doesn't define who you are. And sometimes we are labeled 
by what we are. Praise God. We, there's another story here in, in, in John chapter 5. There was a man who's been, who's, been, uh, who's been lame for 38 years, and he's been sitting at this pool, the pool of Bethsaida. And, 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 and the story goes is that whenever, once a year, when the, the, an angel comes down and steers up the water in the pool, who, the first person, whoever gets inside of that pool, gets healed. And, and he's been sitting there for 38 years waiting for that, the waters to turn. To, 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 so that he can get inside of there. And Jesus says, you know what? Let's go this way. We need to go this way. There's Because Jesus knew there was a man there that's been hurting for 38 years, that has been blaming his past for 38 years, who's been blaming everybody else for 38 years because he went to him and he said, will thou be made whole? And the man said, the man never said yes or no. Jesus asked him, hey, do you want to be healed? The man could have said, yeah, I want to be healed. But he didn't say that. The man said, I would, I would love, you know, he said, every time that the waters are steered up and I try to get there to the pool, somebody jumps in before I do. In other words, he is blaming his situation for 38 years on other people that got ahead of him, who cut in line ahead of him. He's blaming his situation of 38 years of being lame because people are a little bit more faster than him. Listen, if I was lame, uh, you know, on, on my legs and I couldn't move around, I could definitely move, maybe move my arms. Maybe I could roll a little bit. I would sit on the edge of that pool and the first sign of it being turned or, or, or moved around, I'm just going to flip myself in there. Praise God. <laughs> I'm just going to roll there. Somebody push me. But don't blame your problems. Don't blame your issues. Don't blame your situation on other people, praise God, because it's not them. You have all the ability to do something in your life to help you move forward. God is doing a new thing. Let these things go. Can you see what he's doing? Praise God. So Jesus healed him without even having to throw him in the pool. (laughs) He healed him without even having to get wet. Even after he said, you know, hey, yeah, can you heal me? No, he said, I, you know, every time I try to go to the pool, somebody gets in front of me. So Jesus healed him. Take up thy mat and walk. Go, go, be healed, be made whole, praise God. And sometimes we gravitate to the first things. We think that but because of our, our issues, our, our problems, and the things that we go through, we, sometimes we gravitate to the first, op- first thing or the first opportunity that, that comes our way. We're thinking, thinking that it's never going to happen again, so you grab onto it. Thinking that something, this is, might be a chance in a lifetime, I better grab onto it, praise God, because it's never going to happen to me before. It never happened before, and, you know, it, it, it's coming my way. I'm going to grab onto it, praise God. We grab onto the first opportunity that comes around, whether it suits us or not. The first good deal that comes around, whether it's, whether it's a good deal or a bad deal, it's a deal nonetheless. It, you know, I got, I got, you know, it's never happening. I got to go get it. I, go to go, I got to go grab it. And sometimes, you know, we hold on to things knowing that it's not good for us, but it seems comfortable. It seemed like the right thing to do at the time. He seemed like a nice guy. She seemed like a nice girl. Yeah, the car was leaking oil, but hey, it started. It seemed like a good deal. I got it for 500 bucks. Where did that leave you stranded? And sometimes those things, that opportunities that pass by, we need to realize and let them go. We need to let go of these 
these opportunities or these things that we think that we need to hold on to that come our way, thinking that, oh, man, I got to hold on to this. I'm going to go back. I know I preached a, a several, a several uh, Sundays ago uh, called uh, Yea, Though I Walk about, you know, Psalms 23 and about the Valley of the Dry Bones. You should check it out. It's an actually a, it's a pretty good sermon. But we look at the Valley of Dry Bones in Ezekiel chapter 37, and the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord took Ezekiel and he, and he showed him this valley of where all these dry bones were at. Now, this was a vast army that once stood, that once fought, and died in that valley. Now, if it was a valley of, if it was a, a valley of dry bones, then those bones, all the meat, everything, it, they're all gone now. Wild animals, vultures that came around, started picking at the bones. There wasn't a full skeleton. You know, it wasn't skeletons. There were bones just scattered because of wild animals, wolves, foxes, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Even vultures of the air picking up bones, dropping them. So they were scattered everywhere. So a single skeleton might have been there, but scattered all over the place. Now, the Bible says that God told Ezekiel, do you think these bones can live? And Ezekiel's like, God, you, you know, you should know. You're the creator of all things. Only you should know. He said, prophesy to these bones. And he prophesies to the bones. And it says that, that there was a great noise. There was a rattling. And then when you have that many bones rattling and start to come together, you know, they, they start to make a, a lot of noise. And all these bones, you know, maybe a foot bone over there and an ankle bone over there. And they, they came together somehow to back to once they were before. Four. Now, there was plenty of foot bones and there was plenty of ankle bones. There was plenty of hand bones and plenty of arm bones, praise God. But they were scattered everywhere. Those hand bones and arm bones or those foot bones and, and leg bones didn't just come together because they were foot and leg bones. They went to the bones that they were supposed to go to. They didn't go to the first bone. That first, the foot bone didn't go to the first leg bone that it encountered. Now, all these bones that are scattered on the ground, and let's say, let's say, let's say I'm, a, I'm a, I guess the tibia and the fibias, those are two bones that I, I know, <laughs> and the tibia and fibias, they go together. Now, let's say I'm a tibia, and I'm just kicking it, and all the rattling, all these bones are coming together, and go, wait a minute, where, where, where's my bone? Where's, where's, where's my fibia? You know? Where's my fibia? I'm like, oh, you're a fibia, you're a fibia, come here, fibia, you know? You know, and then you grab onto the and you try to put, you know, it's like, no, I'm not your fibia. <laughs> I am not your fibia. I, I belong to another tibia that goes over there. So we try to grab onto something that we think that goes in our life. We try to grab on and hold onto something that we think that, that, that that's supposed to be a part of our life. But even though that it looks right, it's not necessarily what, what God intended for our lives, praise God. And you never see a leg bone attaching to an arm bone. You see all the bones coming together and an arm bone say, hey, come here, you're a bone, you belong, you know. no. It might seem right, and this was totally wrong. And sometimes we hold on to things that we think the first thing that passes by, we're grabbing on to things. And God's saying, no, that is not for you. That is not yours. It's not even your tibia. It's not even your fibia. You, and they come together, a lot of rattling around, and all these bones are, all these other bones are passing other bones to get to where they were originally formed or where they were originally at. God is trying to put your life back together again, like the Valley of Dry Bones. A lot of people can relate to the Valley of Dry Bones because in, in the fact that your life is scattered everywhere like these bones were. 
Sometimes the, these, these bones were scattered everywhere, like I said, because of the wild animals and the vultures just scattered the bones everywhere as they were eating and gnawing on them and chewing on everything on it. And sometimes our lives are just scattered everywhere, wishing that we could come together with something, hold on to something, because we miss that something. Or we want to continue. I'm going to stay with this bone because this is where I landed. This is where the bird dropped this bone next to another bone that had nothing to do with it, but they're now they're comfortable and kicking it with each other because they've been with each other for the longest time, even though they weren't even meant for each other or they never fit each other, praise God. And a lot of our lives, praise God, are so scattered and, 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 and desolate out there and, and, and just not together. And yet we put up with it on a daily basis because this is how it is. This is how it is. And sometimes thinking in that fashion destroys what God is trying to do in our lives. So as we hold, as we as we hold on to things, like I said, sometimes holding on to things can make uh, can do us more harm than good. And God is trying to do a new thing in our life. By doing something new, we need to get rid of the old. Praise God. And once, once we heal from the old, here's the thing, too, that sometimes what we've gone through, what we've gone through in the past, it needs a supernatural healing. We need to seek God's face. We need to seek God's face. We need to search him and ask him to heal us from something that hurt us in the past. And sometimes it's really hard to forget about what had happened because how it affected us as a child, in our adolescence, in our growing up. Sometimes what we've been through hurts so hard or hurts so bad that we can't even forget about these things. And it destroys our future. It destroys any emotional connection with anybody else. And it destroys our emotional connection with God. And sometimes we blame God for what happened. The Bible does say that we need to hold on to righteousness. But we need to hold on to our faith. And we need to hold on to Christ. Praise God. Philippians 2.16 reads like this. As you hold firmly to the word of life. I like that. The Bible tells us to hold on firmly. Strong. Don't let it go. Grasp it really hard as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not labor, run, or labor in vain. If you hold on firmly to the word of God, the word of life, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and that word became flesh and dwelt among us in Jesus Christ. As we hold firmly to Jesus Christ, the faith we have in Jesus Christ, if we hold firmly to his word, which is the word of God, the Bible, praise God. If we hold firmly onto this, anything that happens, praise God, we could say that we did not run in vain, that we did not labor in vain, that we did it all according to our faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, if you're holding on to something in your life and you wish, man, you know, why is my life going the way it is? Why, why, why must I be going through these things? Praise God. What do I need to do? You need to search Christ. You need to open up the book. You need to hold on firmly to the word of life. You need to let go of the former things and look towards what God is trying to do. You need to forget the past because God is doing a new thing. Do you see it? Open up your spiritual eyes.
and see what God is doing in your heart, what God is doing in your life, what God is doing in your family. But you got to forget the former things. Break those chains. God is breaking chains. God is tearing down walls. Praise God. He's breaking shackles. And in, in order for us to move towards the new, you need to forget the old. Get out of your prisons that we're in, that we created for ourselves, or even blame others for putting us in those prisons. God is doing a new thing. And if he's doing a new thing, I want to be a part of that new thing. If you're searching for Christ right now, I want you to, I want you to open up your heart. I want to open up, your, open up your, your, your lives. Open up your homes to receive the word of God. Open up your hearts and your homes to receive the presence of God and what he's doing right now. Right where you're at, I want you to close your eyes. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And we're going to ask him into our homes, into our hearts, and to continue to create that new thing in our lives. Amen. Right where you are, close your eyes and bow your head. That if you want to lift up your hands, go ahead and lift up your hands. Heavenly Father, we come before your presence to thank you, God, for this word that you have given us, God. Help us and give us the strength to forget these former things, to forget about the past, forget about the hurts, forget about the things that bring us down and that hurt us more than if we were to let go, God. We know that you're doing a new thing, and we know that that new thing is now. We know that that thing is springing forth now. Help us and reveal to us spiritually, Lord Jesus, what you are showing us that we may be able to move towards anew and not look back like Lot's wife and not look back, praise God, and knowing that you are creating something in our lives that is springing up new now. Help us to overcome the former things and to forget the former things and to look upon you and that you make all things new. We thank you, Lord God. We ask you, God, to dismiss us from this live stream, Lord Jesus, but never from your heavenly presence, God. We thank you, Lord. We honor you, and we love you. In your wonderful name we pray, and right where you're at, say amen, amen. God bless you. Tune in next week at 1030. I hope to see you then. This is my worship, this is my offering, in every moment, I withhold nothing, I'm learning to trust you, even when I can't see it, and even in suffering. I hope you enjoyed today's message, and if you did, tell a friend. And if you would like to support our ministry, you can go to our Facebook page at Impact Church San Diego, click the Learn More button, and you can donate there. Or you can text any amount to 84321 and follow the prompts, because it's people like you that keep this podcast going. Thank you, and God bless you.